You're listening to Growing in Motherhood. Whether you are currently expecting, have kids of your own, or would like to in the future, this show is for you. Let's get started and grow with us. Hey, ladies, and welcome back, mamas. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Growing in Motherhood podcast. I'm Jaren, and we're joined also with Bailia and Erin, your other co-host for this podcast. Um, Jordan is missing, but she'll catch us on the next episode. And before we get started, you know, this is season two. We're so excited about this. I just wanted to say a little bit more about who we are, just because I don't think we've said much yet about what we do. Right. So, for example, Leah, you are a corporate finance director. Erin is a nurse practitioner. I'm a psychologist. And Joya is a music business slash musician slash speech language pathologist, a degree holder. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I just want to let you guys know that you are um, hearing from a group of women who, I mean, we're, we're versatile, we're diverse, we're educated, we're successful. And I just want to pat us on the back. Can I do that? Because I feel like um, out of these <laughs> life experiences that we have, we can speak to a lot, right? And so I'm so glad to be doing this with you ladies. Likewise. Thank you. <laughs> um, we're all bosses. Today we are talking about a subject that is so near and dear to my heart. And, um, you know, before we started recording, Leah asked me, how are, how am I doing? (laughs) And it's like, this topic of burnout is so timely because it's where I'm at. And so again, growing in motherhood on this podcast, we talk about the real stuff, not just the good stuff. And so we're going to do that today. I want to start off with something funny though. So we were at church a few weekends ago and I overheard this lady asking my dad, she commented on my son, who's like 17 months. And then she asked my dad, oh, is she pregnant again? And he was like, oh, no, you know, (laughs) what, you know, and so she said, oh, okay, so she's still recovering. Wow. And, and he yeah, was like, oh, oh yeah, list. she's recovering. <laughs> wow. And in my head, I'm like, Lord Jesus, I got enough on my plate. I don't need to worry about this. You know what would help me recover quicker is if I could throw my shoe at the back of your head. <laughs> I would recover like so much quicker. So much if quicker. I could just, you know. Why do I feel like you always have a story about a church lady making a comment? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. The last time it was somebody like touching your belly. Touch right? my belly. <laughs> These people, Jaren, people are out you of know, <laughs> You know what's funny? What's funny is I was completely in my sensitivity because now mind you guys, I do always look like I'm three months pregnant just because of whatever, right? But, you know, she didn't mean harm by it. But I think overhearing that after having a really hard, long, tiring week, mm-hmm. it's like, what else? What right. else is there that I'm supposed to be mindful of, working on, remembering, adjusting, mm-hmm. scheduling, making time for? It just hit me so hard. Like, you know, it was something that I obviously don't like about my body being highlighted and commented on by somebody else. And mm-hmm. it just hit me like, I don't have the energy for this. Right. right. 
And just in a moment, again, we're talking about burnout, just in a moment of pure burnout, I felt like just angry, defeated, salty, sensitive, like not good enough. Like I'm supposed to be different than what I am. And like, it just didn't feel good. And um, I remember telling you ladies that I wanted to do this topic and I was in a place where um, I just, I needed to have this conversation. I needed to purge. I needed to get it out of my system. <laughs> and so I think that's, that's what we're going to do a little bit of today. We're talking about burnout and I just want to make it clear, like burnout is not just, um, oh, I'm stressed or I'm tired. Burnout is literally defined as being in a state of mental and or physical exhaustion, mm. depletion. There is nothing more left to give. Right, right. Right. And so I just want to pause for a second and ask you, mamas, have you been there? Right. Because I'm, I'm there. I live there. And it's like, <laughs> and we'll talk about coping in a moment, but it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Have you been there? Have you been at a place where not just tired, not just, you know, but literally you feel like you have nothing else left to give as a caregiver, as a mama for your kids and also life. And also, you know, in many cases working as well, like my Lord, have you felt that way before? And Leah, I might ask you that because I can't imagine girl, I pat you on the back all day long. You are the ultimate boss with twins who today's Mm. their birthday. (laughs) You know, they're, they're one you're working. You're also a wife. Like my Lord, have you felt that way before? Let me just ask you. So the short answer is absolutely. Um, it's always something going on, right? Whether it's at work or for sure at home, having infants, um, of course, is such a demanding experience. And then you multiply it by two, right? Um, And the reality is like, I'm limited, like I'm still just one. So Mm -hmm. when I have two babies who are are crying or in need of something, I'm the only one around. Um, It is, it is very overwhelming. And um, I have felt burnt out to the extent where you know, I feel like I am just completely um, depleted and um, I just don't have more to give in that moment. And it is such a, um, it's not a pleasant place to be um, because at the end of the day, you know, I feel like I should be super mom at all times, right? And um, when you feel that, that burnout and it's not like just a quick second, like it lingers so it's it's very tricky to navigate through um and navigate through and then still try to get stuff done because like time waits for no one right like the list still grows whether you do something about it or not um and so i have definitely been there Jaren. Erin, what about you mm-hmm. so as leah said the short answer i feel like for every mom the short answer would be absolutely yes so um yeah for sure um i think burnout comes with the territory i think of motherhood um definitely for for working moms i can't even like my hat is off to you ladies i worked after i had my son 
um, for a period of time. And then I transitioned to being able to work from home. And it was almost you know, like working from home was even more difficult. You would think, well, you're at home. So you do have that peace of mind, like, okay, I'm with my child, but trying to find a way to be with them, but also still maintain your workload is, I feel like even harder. So it's yeah, it's tough for sure. So hats off to you two mamas <laughs> for sure. But to speak briefly on burnout, like I said, I think that that exists to some extent just within motherhood because there are so many um, hats that we wear as mom, whether, whether you're working a job or not, I think those, those things are there. Those responsibilities are there. They don't go anywhere. And then if you add a job on top of it, that's, that's craziness, right? Um, but that is the reality for so many women. But I'm thinking about one situation in general when, um, I don't know if this is the best example, but this is just what popped into mind. When the pandemic hit and my husband and my two kids, all three of them got COVID, right? So we were here in the house. And of course, um, you know, everybody is trying to do everything they can to, um, to be safe and to continue to be healthy. And so somehow by the grace of God, everyone got it except for me. So I'm the one in the house, like taking care of everyone. And, and you may say that's mom's role anyway, right? But this was like to the nth degree <laughs> because now I'm masked up, I'm gloved up, I'm Lysoling everything, I'm spraying down everything, doorknobs, counters, everything. For a period of time, I didn't know whether my daughter had it or not. So I was then like trying to keep my son away from my daughter, which is impossible, right? You got two siblings that love each other. They want to play together. So I was staying up late, giving medicine, giving my kids medicine, like around the clock um, for fevers, um, trying to maintain that, cooking meals, bringing my husband food over here in his room where he was isolated. So in that um I can't even say that moment, but in those moments, <laughs> I remember I was in my son's room. I was sleeping on my son's bed or on his floor rather in his room because I was like, well, I can't sleep in my husband's room. I need to be near the kids to keep an eye on them and wake up and give them their medicines throughout the night and throughout the morning as needed. And I was exhausted because I wasn't sleeping. I was waking up, you know, to do what needed to be done with medicine and check on them. I was exhausted. I was sleeping on the floor. I was cooking. I was cleaning. I was like over the top cleaning because now it's COVID. And I was just so done. <laughs> but honestly, in those moments, you know, I realized that it is truly only the grace of God that sustains you, um, period. But especially in these moments, it's like, I feel like God gives moms like this little extra something, right? Because in those moments when you are just completely done and you have nothing else to give physically, mentally, emotionally, somehow you still have to pull something out because it doesn't no stop. Choice. Yeah. The job doesn't stop. The work doesn't stop and there's no one else to do it. So like that was one story, but I feel like that is the story of motherhood. I feel like that's how it is um, in, in many different times throughout motherhood. You know, you're depleted. Um, there's no one else to, to do the job, right, of a mom. So you have to keep going somehow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm wondering if that mindset 
perpetuates this issue of burnout for moms or if it helps? Because part of me hears that as like effective coping, right? Because you're normalizing the context of what is, Mm -hmm. right? But then part of me hears that like, this should not be normal. This is awful. (laughs) So, you know, in the article that I shared with you guys on parents.com, it talks about 15 signs of burnout or caregiver stress for parents, for moms. Um, you know, they talk about this, this issue as being a broader societal issue, right? So it's bigger than us moms and it takes more than us moms to fix. And so I'm just wondering, like, does that mindset of like, this is what comes with motherhood. Do you guys think that helps us or hurts us? Whether it's us who believes it or our husbands who think, well, no, that's just what comes with your job (laughs) or like our our coworkers, like, does this mindset of this is motherhood, does that help us or hurt us? What do you guys think? And, and maybe Leah, I'll pitch it back to you. Like, is that a helpful mindset and, and how so? I think it definitely hurts. Um, even when you consider, granted, this is all my, my opinion, but when you consider like roles within a relationship and how you have very traditional thinking and you have very non-traditional thinking, right? Of like, these are strictly things that a male should do. These are strictly things that, that a woman should do. And then the day, like you're a team, so you got to get it done, right? Whether that's dad cooking or mom cooking, right? Like both are capable of cooking. Um, so I I believe that it does hurt because there are so much pressures placed on moms um, that are not always placed on dads and they're equal part of the equation. They are just as much a parent, um, just as um, capable, for lack of better words, to be able to contribute and push forward, right? Like I, my personal belief is children are not the center of the home. They are a member of the family. And so it really means that everyone has to work together, right? To, to, to live and to, to reach the family goals and individual goals. And so, yeah, I think it hurts because there's just a lot more expected from mom than when it comes to child rearing, than I believe placed on dad. Yeah. And I'll be honest, you know, I, I feel, I don't know how you ladies feel and Aaron, I'm coming to you next, but part of me feels like, you know, there's an element of unfairness and, you know, I don't know that there's anything we can do about it because Aaron, to your point, we are mom. No one can be us. No one can do what we do. Absolutely. But I just, I think it does perpetuate this mindset that leaves us alone without help, more susceptible to burnout. Aaron, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about that? So I I hear what you're saying, Leah, and I agree with what you're saying. Um, I feel like that mindset can hurt, does hurt, not can, I think it does hurt. Um, However, I think, so I think there are two things, right? I think there is the role of mom and no one can take that place, like you said, Jaren, right? Um, Because dads aren't able to have all of the nurturing that a mom has, right? And have all of the emotional connection that a mom may have to her babies. I mean, they will like on, on, in their way, but it's, it's not the same as a mother, if that makes sense. So I, I believe there are certain aspects of parenting that a mother is meant to fill um, and that a father is meant to fill. And obviously every situation is not set up to where it can be that way, 
right? But I think that still there are things that mom is meant for, if that makes sense. But I don't necessarily think that that applies to roles or tasks. As you said, Leah, mom can cook and dad can cook. Mom can do laundry and dad can do laundry. Mom can wash dishes and dad can wash dishes. So I, I believe that there are tasks that we take on as mom or maybe that are put on us as mom that don't necessarily have to be right? These are the things that a woman is thought to do, right? The woman takes care of the house in in someone's mind. So that's what it's seen as the woman's role. You know, it's interesting because the article on parents.com highlights the fact that the psychologist they they, um, reached out to for comments said that moms are particularly affected by caregiver burnout because of the demands that they put on themselves Mm -hmm. in part because of unrealistic images of what a mother should be. Mm -hmm. And I, I read that and I did not like that. I was like, Oh, you know, girl, I'm trying to make it look like I'm the one make, you know, I'm, I'm not the one doing this to myself, (laughs) you know? And I just had to read that because are there some ways that our image of what we should be as a mom might be unrealistic? Yes. And to Leah's point and to Aaron's point that you seconded, right? You know, yes, mom and dad can share the load, can help in the house that can help tremendously with burnout. You know, just really quickly, there's another article on um, parents.com that mentioned that 52% of working moms are burned out from these dual tasks of having to do work and come home and do home responsibilities. I'm talking laundry, I'm talking dishes, I'm talking, you know, getting the kids to bed. And so this is not um, this is not something that we're doing to ourselves based on unrealistic images. Some of this stuff we have to do. You know, Aaron, if, if if your husband and your two kids have COVID, you don't have a choice. Right. It's right. not some exactly. unrealistic image. Um, we have to stand in the gap in times at times in ways that might not feel good, uh, and we don't have a choice, right? And I and I think to the unfairness that I mentioned earlier. I got to be careful with that because if I sit in that way of thinking like, oh, this feels so unfair and not that I'm blaming my husband because it's not his fault and he does help out a lot, but just, mm-hmm. I get those moments where it's like, I'm just over this, this y'all can miss me with all this. <laughs> so good. I'm going to take a drive. Y'all better hope y'all see me again. <laughs> Um, but I think that's part of the problem is like, there's the stigma that if we're burned out, it's because we have unrealistic images of what we should be. And it's like, not, that's not even, that might be the case for many, but oftentimes at the end of the day, I don't think that factors in. There's so much that we have to do as moms that we can't choose to not do um, that can lead us to feel run down and burned out. And really quickly, I I do just want to highlight some signs that you might be burned out, right? So withdrawing from others, losing interest in things that you used to love, trouble sleeping, changes in your appetite, feeling exhausted, trouble controlling your worry, feeling emotional, sad, irritable, angry, anxious, right? Having a shorter temper than normal. Those are some highlights, some warning signs that you're trending in the direction of burnout. And like I told y'all earlier, that's my street. Like I live on burnout. <laughs> this list. Well, I'm next door to you. Okay. We're neighbors. We are. 
Right. And so I just, I guess I want to um, just validate those mamas out there, ladies, if you're listening and you live on that street, like I do, like Leah does, like Aaron does, like other moms, mm-hmm. do, like you're not alone. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and we don't have to take this either. Right. So this doesn't have to be a permanent address. And right. so I want right. <laughs> I want to shift now into what we can do to cope with burnout. And so I might actually throw this to Aaron just because I think mm-hmm. out of all the cousins, you're so optimistic. I love it. And like, <laughs> you are so <laughs> high on life, girl. I need some of that. <laughs> oh, that's because you don't see me during the weeks. <laughs> Y'all see me on so, Zoom calls. <laughs> tell, us, tell us how you cope with burnout. What are your tips and tricks? And then I'm coming to Leah. Okay. Um, what I may do is give you my tips and tricks that I actually do. And then what I may do is give you what I actually need to do. Okay. (laughs) So keep it real. I'm going to keep it all the way real (laughs) because I mean, honestly, I I think I can give up that, that optimism. And um, I think I can, I can maintain that in settings regardless of what's going on inside of me and, you know, be that good or be it bad. Um, I, I do internalize a lot. So what I find that helps me um, is very similar to what we talked about with um, another episode. And that was, I, I try to find time. I try to make time rather, because ain't nobody going to find time with motherhood, <laughs> but I try to make time for exercise, I, I have to get some type of activity going. I have to sweat, y'all. <laughs> I sweat all day anyway, running after the kids, but I have to do like something that will allow me to exert energy for a period of time where I'm actually working my body, working my muscles. And that's something that to me truly does release stress. Um, that's one piece. The other piece is honestly, the days that I'm able to have my kids stay with daddy, it's like, it's a treat for them and it's a treat for me. <laughs> so when, when daddy gets Amen. off of work or on the days that he you know, may have a shorter day and he's able to um, be with them for you know, a couple of hours or whatever, and I'm able to just go and drive and maybe return something to the store that I had to return or run to the mailbox or, even go pick up some groceries, you know, whatever it may be that I'm able to just have peace of mind and have those moments to myself just to be quiet, to have all the noise, you know, stopped for me to um, have a moment to talk to God at those times, to um, just have thoughts, (laughs) you know, to myself that are not being interrupted. Because honestly, my brain just feels so scattered most of the day because there is constant noise, you know, from the kids. And um, just to have a moment of quiet where I can complete a thought <laughs> and not have it be interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> that makes a big difference. And I know that sounds like nothing, but I'm going to tell you, it makes such a big, like when I come back from my drive or from my run to the store or whatever, I feel refreshed. And when I come back from my run or from my, my workout, whatever it is, I feel refreshed. Like, okay, I can do this for another couple of hours before bedtime or whatever it is. Those are the things that help me now. And, and what I will say 
that I know I need to do because to the point of us putting things on ourselves, um, yes, there are expectations from society. Yes, there are expectations, I believe, from, um, from our husbands and from other people. However, I believe it is on us that when we get to a certain point barring, you know, the COVID, the COVID taking over the whole house, you know, in, in instances where we can um, seek help, I think we need to seek help. If it's saying to, to our husbands, babe, I need you to do the laundry this, you know, this day or this weekend or this whatever, yeah. um, or I need you to um, bathe the kids tonight, or, um, you know, can you help me out with vacuuming today? You know, whatever it may be, I think that um, I know that that's something that I need to do, do better with. Um, because honestly, I do put a lot on myself and I do stress myself out at times. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I didn't get the laundry done. Oh man. I need to fold these clothes. I need to wash these dishes, man. The, the, the kitchen's looking crazy or whatever it may be. Yeah. And I do put it on myself. I do in my mind, I'm stressed out and I'm failing as a mom because the house is dirty or because whatever. So I need to be able to um, ask for help when I need it. Um, we, we talked about men and women being able to share these, these loads. And um, I need to be able to say, yeah, it's okay to ask for help. So that has always been my struggle throughout life. So it's, it's no different for me in motherhood. So I need to be able to ask for help when I, when I need it accept help when it's there when it's offered if it's not there seek it out <laughs> so you know I will say Erin you you hit the nail on the head with one of the recommendations given in the parents.com article you know they say it a little differently they say delegate right yeah. so yeah. asking for help almost seems optional gotcha I'm gonna mm-hmm. give you this list of stuff I need you to do so thank you <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you uh Leah what do you have as maybe like one way that you cope with burnout and then we'll start to wrap up so Erin is optimistic I am very much a realist I'm just always like it is what it is and life's not fair so but despite all of that like I got to keep going and I would I know you said one but I just have a few things so I on a daily basis as needed um, take a short break, even if it's like a 10 second mental break, or it's, you know, 10 minute walk outside, especially because I work in the home. I'm looking at the same walls very often, whether I'm on the clock or off the clock. So getting a change of scenery definitely helps. Um, I mentioned this in a previous episode in season one, but I also regularly go to counseling, which I find has been very helpful um, feelings are not facts. And so talking through what's in my head with, with someone else, um, in my head and in my heart definitely helps. And as needed, I I can't remember where I heard this analogy, but I want to share it. I think it's gold and it's basically talking about juggling. And if you think about all these balls that you juggle and a ball would represent all the things that you have on your list of things to do. And some of that in my, in my case is for work. Some of it is for home related to my kids or home related to my spouse or home related to me and all the balls, some are glass and some are plastic. 
And sometimes you have to know when it's okay to let the plastic balls drop. And the plastic balls will be in all of those categories. But if it's a matter of I have, which, you know, my boss could call me at any second, like, hey, I need you to speak to the CEO this afternoon or tomorrow. Well, folding the laundry, you know, that evening is not going to be my, it's going to be the plastic ball. I'm going to let that ball drop because my glass ball is now prepping for my meeting the following day. So I think, and and again, I wish I remembered where I heard this analogy, but I think that really changed my perspective on how to really assess kind of what I have on my plate and not feeling bad about it because I am trying to balance those glass balls because that in that moment, I need to make sure that those do not drop. So I think that is one of the ways I really cope because I I try to just narrow my my view on what those glass balls are. And then the other thing that I remind myself of too is that, and I certainly hear of this and having experienced it for a year, the days are long, but the year is short, right? And so... There have been occasions where I have a long list of stuff I need to do, but I hold my my baby boy or my baby girl anyway, right? Because they are growing and that moment is fleeting and I'm making that choice in 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 that in that instance, but I'm just I just remind myself to try to embrace those moments cuz that's what life is. It's the moments, those small moments, not always the big moments. So those are just a few, and I guess for one, but those are a few ways that I deal with it. I love it. I, first of all, I've never heard that analogy. I love it. I'm going to use it everywhere all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'm glad I shared it. I hope there's mamas out there who are listening, who are able to use it as well. Yes. So, you know, as we wrap up, I just want to highlight both Erin and Leah, you touched on some of the many recommendations in that parents.com article. Again, it's titled 15 Signs of Caregiver Burnout. Moms, if you have a time time or a chance, go look it up. Um, There are two that I want to highlight from a book I came across called Mommy Burnout how to reclaim your life and raise healthier children in the process. This is a book by Cheryl Ziegler. And um, she mentions two things I want to highlight. I fall into this category of prioritizing busy, right? Because there's always stuff to do and I got to do it. So I'm busy. But she talks about the importance of embracing rest and embracing stillness. And I just want to say that's invaluable The days where I do that and have my mindful moments, Leah, you mentioned taking even just 10 seconds, I can shed stuff that's in my mental space on my cognitive load that doesn't need to be there. I can reorient myself in terms of my emotional attitude and space. It helps me kind of clarify and detox in the moment. So I just want to encourage you, if you're a mom like me who might find yourself just being busy and that's your way of life, that's actually not healthy. We want to learn to scale back and to embrace stillness and rest. Mm -hmm. And then the other piece is they talked about in the book, tend and befriend, right? So if we go back historically as women, we have this oxytocin that's so helpful for us because in times of crisis, that actually urges us to connect more with our children and to bond more with other women. So that when a threat comes, we have a team of women banding together to help deal with that threat. And I think about like, 
mama elephants. Like when the lion comes around, yeah. don't you know, they put that baby in the middle and they circle around together and they yes. do threat. And I just think that in this day and age, we become too individualistic and too separate. Yeah. Um, of yeah. course, because of COVID, we've had to do some of that. Right. But mamas, whether it's us sort of on this podcast or women that you know in your real life, you know, reach out, tend and befriend, get that network of women who can support you, who can rally with you, who can band together with you so that you're not left alone dealing with the many negative effects of burnout. Okay. So, you know, I want to end right there. Really, we could have dropped the mic after Leah's analogy because that was right. Plastic balls versus glass balls. Okay. <laughs> no one to drop. <laughs> no one to drop it. Okay. Yes. But I want to thank you, Aaron, and thank you, Leah. Joya, if you're listening, we missed you on this episode. Yes. Mama, thank you for listening to Growing in Motherhood. We hope that you join us for our next episode. We love you all. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Growing in Motherhood. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other mamas just like you find the show. We invite you to follow our Instagram page at Growing in Motherhood for daily parenting insight and announcements for upcoming episodes. Until next time, bye.